Welcome to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge with your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Within each show, Carol and her guests explore topics that give coaches, healers, and other change catalysts new concepts, tools, and insights that open up opportunities to flourish personally, professionally, and financially. And now, your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Hello, and welcome. I'm Carol McClelland-Fields. Today, I'm going to be sharing some wisdom for emerging change catalysts. I want to start with a story that really opened my eyes to the struggles that this particular group of change catalysts experience. Several years ago now, I had a heartbreaking conversation with a student in one of my coach training courses. She asked to speak with me privately at the end of the class, and I could tell she was really experiencing some distress. When we connected later, she described how frustrated she was by the marketing courses and training modules she had invested in. You see, there was this constant quest in every course to find the perfect niche and the perfect ideal client avatar. She certainly saw the pros and cons of each idea she came up with, but she had no internal method for figuring out how to make the right choice for herself for her clients, and for her business. The uncertainty and the pressure to make the right decision were both pushing her to the breaking point emotionally. She felt compelled to start making an income from the training she had invested in, but she couldn't figure out how to move forward when she didn't know the answers to these questions. And she didn't know how to make the decision to create the answers to those questions. You no doubt see and may also be experiencing the circular nature of her angst. She wanted to start making money. She couldn't start making money until she figured out what her niche and her ideal clients were. And she didn't know how to make good, solid decisions for herself. After she got her story out on the table, I was able to share several key perspectives that shifted her thinking about her next steps. She started breathing a little more easily, her emotions calmed, and she was able to ask some key questions. I showed her how she could move forward without perfecting her niche and without knowing her ideal client avatar. Her relief was palpable. When I look back, I realize that I have been sharing some version of this same response with many emerging change catalysts over the last couple of decades. Although I wasn't offering business mentoring services at that time, students, classmates, and colleagues would often reach out to me for support in gaining clarity and insight about their business journey. I remember seeing this disconnect unfolding in every mainstream workshop and mentoring program I attended. Over the years, I observed the same level of distress and frustration and angst happening for multiple people in the back of the room during weekend workshops, in the hallways during breaks at conferences, and in online communities. This ever-present disconnect frustrated me and made me angry. 
I remember asking myself multiple times, why isn't there a better way to bring new change catalysts up to speed on how to create and grow a viable business? By the time I talked to the student I described earlier, I already knew that the mainstream approach to developing and building a business wasn't working for me and it wasn't working for a number of my colleagues. Although we each had our own existing business at that point, I noticed that we all had something in common. We were all trying to bring new programs or models or frameworks into form, into being. And I realized that the emergent nature of our work meant that we weren't able to define our niche or name our ideal client on command either. I had falsely assumed that only seasoned change catalysts were impacted by this damaging disconnect that was baked in to the mainstream approach. But the conversation I had with this student was a wake-up call for me. This dynamic that had stunted the growth of so many seasoned change catalysts was also playing out for new emerging change catalysts. And in that moment, I could see that I had all the skills and experience I needed to help new change catalysts avoid this pattern and to take steps at the very beginning of their career so they could move forward and offer their gifts to the clients they wanted to work with. In this episode, I'm going to be focusing on the steps emerging change catalysts take to start their business, the challenges they face, and what it takes to move forward to create a viable business when they are just starting out. In the future, I'll be creating similar episodes for seasoned change catalysts who already have an existing business, but they know it needs to be reimagined in some way. I will also be doing an episode for trailblazing change catalysts who are in the process of developing innovative and out-of-the-box ways to support their clients. Watch for those episodes. By knowing that there are these different phases of our career, it starts to take a little bit of the mystery out of the journey. If you are listening to this episode and you are a seasoned change catalyst or a trailblazing change catalyst, Know that I will be bringing you detailed insights just like I'm sharing with Emerging Change Catalyst right now. And I think you may discover some new insights about your own startup journey. Some of my clients have experienced significant healings when they are able to rewrite the story of their initial journey. Keep listening. See if it's appealing. It might take you back to see what your journey was and what it could have been if you had had different support. And when you can recognize it wasn't just about you, you weren't the one at fault, it can be healing. You can take off a lot of those old stories that you just don't need to carry into the future with you. Let's start at the beginning. As an emerging change catalyst, you are in the process of birthing your new business. This is a journey that takes you from your first glimmers of dreaming about your own business to reaching the milestone of working with your 10th or 15th paying client. During this time, you're going to be doing a few things. You're going to be completing your profession-specific training. You're going to be learning about what it takes to set up your business, making decisions about what you want your business focus to be. You'll be sorting out your services and your pricing and getting all the pieces in place to work with your paying clients. 
You'll also be learning how to invite potential clients to work with you. And then finally, being able to provide your services to those who have come to work with you. So that's a linear list, right, of the kinds of tasks you're going to be working on as you move into starting your business. I have a few caveats. Keep in mind that this journey is not a linear step-by-step process. There will be phases where you're focused more on your training and certification process and other phases when you'll be doing the inner work to envision your business or figuring out how to share what you do with others. And then finally doing that work with your clients. Often these phases overlap and the insights you get from one part of this puzzle will influence and ripple back to things you thought you had already figured out. I like to think of it as a 3D puzzle and we've got a bunch of puzzle pieces and we're trying to figure out the best way to arrange them to fit together and to be a viable business that thrives. The other thing that happens, unfortunately, life happens. So there are times when something in your life means that you have to put a pause on your effort to develop your business. And then you've got to find your way back to rebooting your efforts at a future time. And I know from personal experience that these unexpected detours are frustrating and can be very derailing to our vision and to our self-esteem. I also have seen, and this is kind of the silver lining in it all, I have also seen that sometimes these turns in your path awaken a passion that you didn't even know existed but that ultimately contributes to the services that you share with your own clients. Let's talk about what's entailed in starting your business. If you've never started a business before, or you haven't done so in quite a while, you may feel quite a bit confused and overwhelmed by all the decisions you need to make and all the tasks you need to complete before you can, quote unquote, get your business started. Unfortunately, The list of steps you've read online or you've received through your coursework have likely been created by seasoned entrepreneurs for other seasoned entrepreneurs who are trying to take their existing business to a new level. That means that they have some infrastructure set up already. They have a following to make an announcement to. They have some successes with their services. You, on the other hand, are just starting from scratch. You are searching for clarity about the focus of your business. You're grappling with a lot of logistics for the very first time, and you're wrestling with whether your work can create the impact you imagine. To expect yourself to check off all the same tasks that the seasoned business owners are working toward without having the same foundation is unreasonable, and I will add unfair. Furthermore, some of the essential decisions you've been taught to focus on first, such as your business niche and your client avatar, are difficult to define, if not impossible to define, when you don't have firsthand experience with paying clients. Like the saying goes, it's like putting the cart before the horse. As you work toward starting your business, the best you can do is make some preliminary decisions based on your sense of the business you want to create. You can't nail that down to perfection. You can't talk about your ideal client. But when you start working with paying clients, you will begin to get new insights that will help you refine and strengthen and evolve your business vision to better match the needs of your favorite clients. 
as you consciously engage with clients over time, you will spot multiple ways to improve and deepen the impact of your work. One of the interesting parts about being in business is that you have ample opportunities to dig deep, find faith, and train yourself at how to notice where you feel stuck and why. And when you can learn how to turn those stuck moments into opportunities to gain clarity, strengthen your work, and deepen your confidence, it is a key skill all emerging change catalysts need to learn and nurture. By understanding the journey you're taking as a change catalyst, the struggles you may face, and the key milestones that match your goals, you will stay more focused and hopeful as you move through each phase of your journey. So in all likelihood, your biggest challenges are, and there are three of them, one is a lack of clarity about the focus of your business. This situation alone can hold emerging change catalysts back from taking steps to start their business for months or even years. And this is what it looks like. You don't know what business you want to start. You aren't sure what your niche is. You have several ideas, but you can't seem to make a decision about which one to go after. Or you don't know who your ideal client is. So that's the first thing, a lack of clarity. The next thing I see is a lack of confidence. You are not sure about how to figure out all of the logistics associated with working with your first and next paying clients. I'll give you a side note here. Sometimes my mentoring clients get bogged down thinking they have to get clarity about their entire business vision before they can start. And when they can't see that big vision, they start to feel like they're imposter. Who are they to get started when they can't even see their own business? My newest understanding of how to grow a business is that we start with what's in front of you. We don't worry about the big picture at this stage. There will be time for that, and you will have a lot more insights and understanding of your clients at that point. And in fact, your clients may even show you some of the pieces of your puzzle that you don't even know about right now. So your lack of confidence may be showing up around not knowing how to bring on paying clients. It may be about the logistics and the systems and the protocols you should be having in place and you don't know what those are. Or you could be feeling stressed out about marketing your work and you have a big to-do list about all the things that you've been told to do the website, the social media, your free opt-in gift, all of that. You don't feel comfortable with your confidence level in doing any of those things, nor should you. It's too early for many of those things, but that lack of confidence erodes your ability to move forward. The third element that I see is a lack of momentum that is often rooted in the simple fact that you aren't sure what steps to take to turn your idea into a viable business. I know you've been taught a certain list of things you should be doing to start your business, but in my experience, at this early stage, you do not have to implement all of the things. If you just stay focused on a few essential tasks, you will be able to start bringing in paying clients sooner and you'll build up that confidence that you need to keep building. This is going to show up in the fact that you have a few clients, they've come to you kind of sporadically, but you have no idea how to replicate that outcome. 
you know you are focused, you're pretty clear about that, but you're not sure how to bring on paying clients reliably. When you're experiencing this lack of clarity, this lack of confidence, and this lack of momentum, all of that leads to three really important elements. The first is an inability to commit to your business 100%. When the foundation of your business is wobbly, it's really hard to claim your commitment to do it. So you sit on the fence wondering when and where and how you're going to make the leap to get your business started. Then there's the cascading sense of self-doubt. When you've already invested in the training for your profession, but you haven't been able to turn that investment into income, you naturally begin to question yourself, your dreams, and your decisions. And finally, there's a mix of ways that you are hesitating. It could show up in confusion, procrastination, perfection, overwhelm, indecisiveness, whatever the hesitation is, over time, that begins to erode your self-esteem, your hope, and your belief in yourself. These feelings are a natural part of the process of being in business. The key is to learn how to work with them to find the wisdom they hold for your business. Unfortunately, the training you've been receiving about marketing strategies and starting your business do not usually resolve any of the dynamics I've just talked about. On the contrary, often the mainstream strategies about developing your work and marketing your business do more to reinforce what you already know isn't working for you. So my biggest message is you do not need to stay anchored in this swirl of emotions. There is another way to gain clarity, boost your confidence, and jumpstart your momentum with a series of small incremental steps that verify that you're on the right track and confirm your work is just what your clients need to make progress in their own lives. So what qualifies me to support you? I actually started my business in 1991. I was leaving the corporate world and I knew I wanted to have my own business supporting clients in transition. If you know the history of coaching, you know that 1991 was a few years before coaching even became known as a profession. So I was really a trailblazer at that well, all through my career, I've been a trailblazer. Here I am doing it again with the organic way. Over the years, I've made five significant shifts in my business, which means that I've moved through this emergent phase multiple times during the life of my business. The expertise that I've developed in several areas helps me see the business startup process and all the different transitions in a change catalyst life in a unique way. I'm not coming at this as a marketer. I am coming at this because I care deeply for Change Catalyst. I'll talk about that in a minute. I also understand transitions. Most of my career has been spent helping people navigate significant transitions. And in case you're wondering, starting a business is definitely a significant transition. I have also supported thousands of professionals who are seeking clarity about their next career. So I have a very finely tuned understanding of what an idea needs to sound like and feel like for it to work, for the person to really commit to that idea. 
Another thread is that I have supported other entrepreneurs through a whole variety of support groups of various kinds. I started my own support group. I was a lead facilitator for a YWCA business entrepreneur group. I have come to this work with a deep understanding of what it feels like to be in this emergent phase of your business. I come to this work with gentle compassion, knowing that it's not easy all the time, knowing that it's profoundly fulfilling at other times, and finally, an encouraging desire for you to succeed. Why is it that I feel so strongly about this work? As I look at the world at large, I see that now more than ever, the world needs change catalysts who are passionate about helping their clients navigate the significant transitions of our uncertain times. I'm willing to bet that you invested in the training to become a change catalyst for very similar reasons. You see the need. You want to contribute to those who will benefit from your support. Several years ago, when I was starting this part of my business, when I looked at helping change catalysts, I realized that that was the best way for me to help support the whole world. When I can support change catalysts in succeeding, then they have a ripple effect and their clients have a ripple effect and it just keeps growing. So at the bottom line, I believe all change catalysts deserve to have a business that allows them to flourish personally, professionally, and financially. And that includes you. You are worthy of creating a business that thrives. So how can I help you blossom? The key to starting your business is taking a series of effective actions to create momentum. We already talked a little bit about momentum. You've got to know what to do in order to create that momentum for yourself. To set that movement in motion, you have to have a few things in place. First, you need to have a clear sense of the focus of your work. I call this your idea with potential. It's the seed that will grow into your business over time. If you feel uncertain about the focus of your work, it is difficult, if not impossible, to step forward. And a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people just think they can come up with something and start marketing and it'll all work out. But I know from my work, if you are not feeling connected with the core focus of your work, it's really hard to do the rest of the work to get your business going. I will say here, don't worry if you don't have this core focus of your business figured out. I have time-tested activities I've used for a couple decades to help you with this process. And we can figure out your core focus within a few weeks rather than months or even years. That is one thing I can help you with. The next thing you need is to feel confident about all the moving parts you need to have in place to work with your paying clients. I know how uneasy it is to come up with an offer and figure out your pricing and know how to create a good experience for your new clients. If you don't feel that confidence, you will not share your work with people who could be benefiting from it. You need to feel committed to doing the work that it takes to start your business. If any part of you is sitting on the fence about being in business, 
you'll be unable to make decisions, and you'll be nervous to take the actions necessary to create the momentum. If you're nervous, if you can't make decisions, if you're sitting on the fence, you won't take action. And the fourth thing is that I can help you understand that your feelings of doubt and confusion and overwhelm and procrastination are actually your own inner wisdom shining through. You are sensitive enough to feel that you are holding back. You are sensitive enough to know that something about your vision or your plan just doesn't feel right to you. These feelings are never a sign of weakness. Never. When you know how to access their wisdom, you'll develop a finely tuned awareness of how you feel about your business. And you'll see when things need to be strengthened and refined. There would just be this inner intuition or an inner signaling that says, you know, this could be changed a little and it would be better. In fact, I just, in the last half an hour, tweaked a title of a workshop that I'm doing because I could see that some people were asking me questions that led me to realize that they didn't quite understand my purpose for this workshop. And so I tweaked the title based on a conversation with a couple of them. It's all about that constant, simple, small, evolutionary improvements that creates a strong business. And all of that is signaled by when you hesitate. So hesitation is not a sign you've done something wrong or that you are bad or that you are a loser or whatever that story is you have in your head. You'll keep thinking that, but the key is to override that and to say, oh, wait, when I hesitate, there's wisdom here. And I can teach you how to recognize it and give you practice in searching for what the wisdom is. I still fall into these feelings at times. And then I kind of shake myself and pull myself out and go, okay, but what's the wisdom here? And that's the key to staying on the move with your business. I help you put these four things in place through a program called the Blossom Mentoring Sequence. I will have a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where I have written out all that I've just shared with you as well as details about how the Blossom Mentoring Sequence works. The best way to start a conversation with me is at the bottom of that page that I'll be listing in the show notes. And that is just a simple form to reach out to me to let me know you want to have a conversation. And in that conversation, we'll talk about where you are with your business and where you feel stuck then we'll figure out where in the blossom sequence you would start. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's very customized to what you are ready to look at. What is your next step? So I look forward to supporting you in really creating a viable business that aligns with who you are and how you want to support your clients. In addition to this mentoring work, I also have periodic workshops and retreats that I offer. If you would like to receive notifications about those retreats, you can subscribe to my newsletter. I'll link that in the show notes as well. It's www.flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash B, B-E dash inspired. 
and there you can choose which of my email newsletters you want to receive from me. Thank you so much for listening. I will be sharing episodes that have a similar flavor to this for Season Change Catalyst and Trailblazing Change Catalyst in the coming weeks and months. So watch for those episodes. You can always see the episodes that I have recorded on my podcast page. Go to www.flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash organic. There's series one, which was an introductory series to understanding what mainstream approach in the organic way are all about. And these profiles for the different phases of the Change Catalyst journey will be in series two. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for more ways you can flourish as a Change Catalyst at the Growing Edge. You've been listening to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge with Carol McClelland Fields. Tune in regularly to hear more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst.